When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves or they were pushed out by outside forces like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. I used to love Hubba Bubba. Mm-mm-mm. Hubba Bubba, what was the other one? Bubblicious? Bubblicious, Hubba Bubba. I like the grape. I think Hubba Bubba had a blueberry. Were you like me? Like, when you were a kid, was was bubblegum basically currency? Like, I, I didn't have any oh, money yeah. when I was a kid, but man, I, I knew that I could trade, I could barter, I could just have a, a fun night to myself if I had an ample supply of bubblegum. Oh, that was black. That was black market. The kids just had like shoeboxes full of different gum. They'd come to school, yeah, and just make coin. Like, oh, I didn't think to buy this myself, mm-hmm. but now that I'm here and everybody else has gum, I want some gum. Deal with that in school purchase markup. Yeah, I was kind of a kingpin in seventh grade. I had a nice little business going, and I got busted. And uh, when with the principal, you called, get busted doing a lot of stuff, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't good. I wasn't good at keeping it a secret. <laughs> Keep getting pinched. But I got busted, and they called my parents, and they were like, "Where did you get all these blow pops?" And my dad was like, "I bought them for him at Sam's Club." Yeah, <laughs> like what's what's the big deal? Yeah, come on, you're public school. Aren't you supposed to be teaching my kids about capitalism? <laughs> I'm just helping them along. He's getting extra credit. Oh, man, I used to sell candy. Uh, in fifth grade, I, you could call me a poser because I wasn't even a skater, but I sold uh, little skateboard fingerboards. I would make little miniature skateboards out of cardboard and sandpaper and stuff, and I would sell them to my skater friends. That's a, that, that's just business. You think the yeah. people that created skateboarding companies were skateboarders? Some yeah. of them were, but a lot of them were like, oh, these kids mm-hmm. are getting their parents to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was into skateboarding like around fifth, sixth grade, and uh, I, I don't think I came up with the concept, but somehow little bitty miniature skateboards started pop, popping up, like homemade versions. Fingerboards. Yeah, and I was like, oh. No, I had them. I had a ramp. Uh-huh. Okay. I was, way, I was way better at that than regular skateboarding. Yeah, and I would put actual uh, sandpaper as, as like the grip, the grip tape or whatever you call that shit. Yeah, and, those uh, are still out there. Yeah, it was a good time. That was fun. Yeah, I was quite the entrepreneur when I was a dumb little fat kid. Man, I, I understand the economy early on. It's not <laughs> nothing wrong with that. What's going on with you, buddy? <clears throat> you feeling better? Yeah, I was busted for for a minute there, dude. I got I didn't get rad. I got rad adjacent last Wednesday. Finally got back out on the bike. Nice. It was fun. Just felt good to do. Went out to the county fair, Washington County Fair here. Ooh. Man, 
Did you were you a county fair guy or Absolutely. stuff like that when you were little? Absolutely. Oh man, because there was a whole just, it was a whole menu of stuff that I didn't have access to otherwise. You were you were deep frying your own face yeah, yeah. at the county fair, weren't you? Where you're, else? You're, you're, you're dunking yourself <laughs> in a deep fryer, eating your way out of it. Where else am I going to get a funnel cake? You know, that's strictly at the fairs and carnivals. <laughs> Any time a fast food restaurant made a mistake, that's where you got a funnel cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so we went and because uh, I never we went to, didn't do county fairs like the, the suburbs where I was from. They all had just different like the taste of Addison. Or, like each town had their own little community days mm-hmm. instead of a big county fair. Uh, but same concept. But, you know, that's where you go when you're a kid. To be like, all right, we're like, this is your night out on the town. You know, you're 14. And man, the just Rachel and I were both talking about like the the repressed, like on top of quarantine, and then the time like the horny youths just out. <laughs> just out, just looking like just a super spreader event. Three Ferris wheels? Just sneeze in my mouth at that point. You're gonna give these teens three Ferris wheels? Oh man. For for uh, for elevated finger banging, exactly. That's all get, the that's fight, all the fear fight, is. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not that upset. But man, get the, every hand wash station. I was trying to check them off like it was a treasure hunt. Got some <laughs> out of this one. Give these kids are FBing. <laughs> these kids are twirling and FBing, just finger blasting and spinning around in the air, spreading. Oh Fucking. man. Two fingered Delta variant flying through the skies <laughs> like powdered sugar off the, off a of funnel cake. Oh man, I think I tried that on a roller coaster when I was a teenager, fear style. You'll kill her. You'll Mark. kill her. <laughs> You'll Remember that? Ripper in half. Mark Wahlberg and, uh, and what was her name? Uh, Jesus uh, Christ! Uh, uh, you fucking peel her skin off like an orange. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> the G forces. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You can't, Ferris wheels, not roller coasters. Good God, man! Yeah, I think we. Tried I ruptured it. Yeah. her appendix. Is what happened. That's what happened. We hit a drop. I didn't think was coming, and uh, her spleen exploded. Oops! Popped a lung. <laughs> oh God! So what'd you do at the uh, at the county fair? Did you do anything fun? Nah, we just wandered around, you know, looked at the stupid food. Didn't have any of the stupid food. But uh, there was a hypnotist. Boy, when a, when a hypnotist is bad, it is something special. Huh. But just, it, we're just watching a hypnotist, and I never know if I believe him. <laughs> you have know, you ever- well, but you've been in comedy clubs where yeah. you've seen hypnotism before, right? Yeah, and I, I still don't know how that works. I don't think I could be hypnotized, but... I'm sure that's what everybody says. But I think there's like, it's like a willingness to participate mixed with this allowance to be like, oh, I can do silly things on a stage. Mm -hmm. Like I can be part of a show, whether or not you're hypnotized or not. Maybe there is some sort of meditation, like you're relaxed enough to be silly for the sake of entertainment when this woman says, I'm a chicken now or something. (laughs) But uh, it, it was just... I don't know. It looked like everybody was trying for the sake of the hypnotist to be like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm asleep. Like they felt bad for. Yeah. It's county fair hypnotism. And uh, <laughs> was just, you know, just it was just fun to walk around and see that. Like, like just county fair people, like the goth kids that are just 
loud and obnoxious, the high school thespian goth kids, and it's mm-hmm. like, do it now. Yeah. I mean, I think you're ridiculous, but life is going to crush you. So you know what? If you can't be a loud idiot as a teenager at a county fair, where else can you be? True. So as much as I want to be like, look at this jerk, I'm like, I was that jerk. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the perspective of like when you finally like, oh, he's teens. You're like, why do I hate him? Oh, because that's exactly who I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like trying to be as extreme as possible and look at me and, oh, Jesus Christ. Man, so it, live, live free at the county fair, youngsters. It really was the Super Bowl of junk food because it was stuff that you just yeah. ordinarily didn't have access to. Cotton candy. When, when else am I going to eat cotton candy? I like how I was trying to talk about sex and teenage, but you still just went right back to the food. Yeah, yeah. You got me thinking. <laughs> you got me thinking of all that good carny food. It was... The, they did not need pictures, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need a picture of what you're like... Big Chungus fries or whatever you're calling them are. Like, I can guess. You don't have to blow that up onto a tapestry and hang it off the front of your wagon. That's not, it's not helping. Mm-mm. Like, a giant turkey leg is already a bit grotesque. Even as a meat eater, I'm like, that's a lot of meat still yeah. on the bone to just be holding. Yeah, it's more of a novelty. It's never that great. Plus of course, these... it's a novelty. You never get it at a restaurant. They're yeah. like, "Oh, good, the big turkey legs on the menu." <laughs> Plus, they got these big tendons, these big zip tie things running throughout. So it's, God, it's more work. Well, it's, it's more trouble than it's but worth. But then you know it's already big. But then it's like just on like a six by nine foot tarp. Mm-hmm. A picture of it. Don't blow that image up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need the details. Oh man. Yeah, this looks like a, this looks like a, a like a like a photo from a war crime. It's like this is what chemical weapons really do. Like that's what it looked like. like that, take it down. Just say turkey leg. We know what turkey legs are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. But uh, so that but it was fun to be around that stuff. But anyway, so that we did that on Wednesday night. Thursday, I'm like, oh, my foot's kind of sore. It's probably from bikes or whatever. And then by Thursday night, couldn't walk. Ah. Ankle was ankle was cashed, and I I went through all my gout medicine when I came back from tour because my knee was blown out, and uh, so I ran out of my maintenance medicine. Hey, this is not a fun story, but anyway, so Friday I was lucky to get to the doctor get some prednisone pills, but I was I couldn't even walk. I had to cancel show. I felt bad. I was looking forward to this show that was going to be out in a park here in uh, Portland, mm-hmm. and I was really looking forward to doing it, and uh, I couldn't. I was on crutches in the house just to get up and like try and shuffle to the bathroom and stuff. I was Ugh. like wrecked and and then by saturday night it was uncomfortable but i could walk again that's how quick uh the steroid pills work man this gout so take this wrong down it's Dude. a motherfucker and i'm not i'm you know what i'm to blame for letting my meds run out and thinking like the same thing with people like they oh i'm feeling better so i guess i can stop taking the medicine no the medicine's why you feel better yeah but mentally you get to this place like i guess i beat it Maybe I don't have to be on these pills anymore. And they weren't even giving me side effects. I don't know why I was so just, uh, you know, too proud or ignorant to think like, okay. The fact that it's attacking multiple parts of your body is got to be a pain in the ass, no pun intended. But like, it'd be one it thing will if you be just, soon it, enough. It'd be one thing if you just had a bum knee or something or a bad, you know, shoulder. And it's just a reoccurring thing that I'm always having to deal with. 
But like in the course of a couple weeks, this gout has caused you knee pain and now what foot or toe pain? Like, ugh. That's yeah, that's a it's a motherfucker. It's a mother a fucker. I'll it's tell you a that. But, damn miracle I don't have gout. How the how the hell are you the one between the two of us that got gout? Uh, you know what? However the universe lines up, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, thank God for that medicine. I'll tell you. Mm. Which that's I, okay. So this is what I was trying to think about again, and not we don't have to dwell on this too much. But it was more of a vaccine thing, and I don't have any big statements. It was more of me trying to sort out my own mind of why am I so like get the vaccine. Just before, it was the same conversation we have when I was like like after nine eleven they started doing all this shit in the airports with like the sonic whatever body scanners and everything and I was mm-hmm. always like nope opt out I'm not signing up for this shit I don't mm-hmm. know what it does this is all theatrics and that's how I was about that yeah and I'm wondering if it is like you know what I I'm just trying to sort out my own feelings on it I don't have a I don't have a right answer I know that's what uh, Really makes podcasts pop is when somebody's very uh, <laughs> has strong convictions, no matter how wrong they are. But I yeah. don't want to be that guy. I'd rather go like, ah, somebody help me figure out why I feel this way. Yeah. Instead of I'm right, you're wrong anyway. Am one thousand the truth? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like we talked before, like you know, I never got a flu shot because I didn't trust what's in it. But yet here I am. I got vaccinated and. I, I mean, yeah. I see both sides of it, but I, th- I f- it feels like there's enough uh, scientists and doctors who've come out and said, yeah, this thing's legit. That, And, I mean, look what we're dealing with right now with, you know, the Delta variant, you know, attacking people that mm-hmm. ha- have never been vaccinated with this. So I don't know, man. And then, like, I was at a show Saturday night, and I was talking to some dude. He was an older guy. He kind of, like, helped run the show. Nice enough guy. But just, first of all, he was already a close talker. He was sitting down at this table yeah. with me, a little too close. And, you know, 30 seconds into the conversation, he's talked about how he's former military and, and uh, you know, every, the military had to get it first and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, uh, nah, I'm not doing that shit. I get tested every week. I'm not getting that thing. And I'm like, all right, that's your prerogative. Why don't you back the fuck up a little bit? Why don't you get out of my yeah. face? Like, or at least keep that a secret. Let, let me have some ignorance is bliss moment with you here. I, I don't need you telling me you're unvaccinated if you're 12 inches from my face. Yeah. Oh, fine, whatever, pussy. Fine. Like, I don't, I don't want you 12 inches from my face anyway. Yeah. Back up. So, yeah, I was just trying to reconcile more with, like, what changed in myself that, like, is it? Part political stuff. If it, is it maturity? It would just be like, yeah, of course, give me a vaccine. I just is it because of the opposing force of like I want to disagree with the other people so much that I have to be very pro this way, which is not, which is not the helpful way to be in the world right now. It's like, man, yeah, actually, there's a big swath. I mean, I was pretty loudly opinionated about it. It's like, all right, I I can see why some people don't want to get it, but I still mm-hmm. think it's silly. Yeah, like my I talk my buddy that I've known forever, like. Grew up with a guy, but we're polar opposites. But, you know, it's like it's nice to still have friends. Like, you, we know we're friends, and even though we disagree on pretty much probably everything social, you know, sociopolitically, we're still going to be friends. Mm-hmm. 
And so we can have a conversation that's not going to turn into a fight, but be like, listen, we know we're not going to agree on this topic, so let's move on to something else. Mm-hmm. But he was still on like the, like, well, the, the hospitals are getting $40,000 per ventilator. If somebody's on, they get $40,000. I think it's money. That's what's motivating it. Now, these vaccines, there's money behind it. Well, then why would they want you to get the vaccine if the hospitals are going to get $40,000 for every COVID patient? Yeah. And he's some, some topic we got to look into. Uh, it's what is it called? The Great Reset. Um, he was trying to he was trying to get me on. Oh, what's this guy's name? Klaus. Klaus Schwab. Reset. So we got to look into this. I get. I guess he think it's um. He thinks this is a. The COVID is like uh, to reset. Ec- I'm reading this economic and social foundations. I got to look into it. We're not going to talk about it in this episode, but it might be something for us both check out. Uh, I don't know. See what's going on, man. Might be above our uh, intellectual pay grade. Yeah, probably. But that hasn't stopped us before, now has <laughs> nope, it, Dave? Nope. No, we'll swing the bat. Anyway, I, 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 was, I was just still trying to sort that out because, like, I saw something with the comedy store was giving out two free tickets to anybody that has proof of vaccination. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot more of that. And they're not saying you can't come in. They're just saying if you prove that you're vaccinated, here's two free tickets. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I, I predicted what the comments were going to be, especially for the comedy store, too. Yeah. And I just went to the comments, and it was obviously like, fuck, fuck it, see you later, whatever then. Fuck you guys. Prove you can't require proof. Of, like, they're, they're just offering you an incentive. Mm-hmm. For vaccinations, but of course it's, you know, that was the joke I made. Like, fucking come, you can't force me to do that. Two drink minimum? Yeah, give me uh, two Jaeger Red Bulls. But anyway, you don't know what they're putting in those vaccines. <laughs> you can't make me get anything. <laughs> two item minimum, all right. Give me these uh, Give me these tater tots that's been in the same f- fry oil for, since fucking Richard <laughs> Pryor was doing coke off the counter. You're standing in a you're standing in a, a crusted puddle of Ollie Joe Prater jizz right now as you just talk about <laughs> not, not knowing what's going in your body if you're at the comedy store. Speaking of which, can businesses uh, deny people entry um, who aren't vaccinated? What I'm trying to say is I, I've noticed some comedy shows are starting to do that proof of vaccination required at the door. The same way you got to, you know, whip out your ID at a bar sometimes if you borderline yeah, age. Yeah, I, I do not know what the legality is because, I mean, discrimination is based on beliefs. This is like a safety issue. It's like, well, you can't come in here if you're not wearing shoes or yeah. a shirt. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know enough about that to to say what's what. I I. It's a, but it's the same thing. Like to defend the right of um, the whole bakery argument with like making a gay cake or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Like, oh well, we don't want to do that. We don't believe in it, so we don't want to do it. That's a bit. As much as I disagree with it, and feel the wrath of the Yelp reviews, I'm like, I'm gay. This place will make a cake for me. I don't think they should have to do that. Mm-hmm. If it's a private business. You run your business however you want. If you want, I mean, I think it's bigotry, mm-hmm. and that word that news will get out. Yeah, yeah. You'll end your business quicker by doing that. I, 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 but 
Now that's but that's a religious thing. If we're gay, I don't want to make it because it goes against my religious things. But then what if you say, oh, I don't want to serve Mexican people? Mm-hmm. You know, then that's just that's racism. That uh, well, that, that also- crosses that crosses into like a that crosses into racism from religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Now again, I don't know enough about the law to say what's what on that. But as far as vaccines, like yeah, we got maybe there's a susceptible population here. We might want to make sure they're safe. Yeah, it's a why not? it's a big tricky mess right now. Yeah, I just I feel like I'm just gonna shit all over unvaccinated people in my set enough to be like, if you're here, just know I think you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. And I'm trying to come, but the, okay. And here's the joke. I think I was doing the joke last week. Were we talking about that? But I still get sunburned every year. So yeah. take what I take uh-huh. my opinion with a grain of salt. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's what's going on around here, man. That's what's happening, buddy. There you go. I got a lot of coffee in me. I made the coffee this morning, so mm-hmm. I either make it too weak or too strong this morning. Too strong. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, got nice. real chatty, real chatty diarrhea. <laughs> okay, what's talk your... to Rachel through the bathroom door. What you do today? <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to do that. That's that's one of the few rules we have in this house. There's no no chatting through the bathroom door. I I this is my time. We'll talk about this when I get out. <laughs> I don't like that. I I yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I'm. I was joking about that part, but I was I was I was willing to have a conversation if she wanted yeah. to talk. No, Katie tries. She'll every now and then she'll ask me something. I'm like, I I'll let me finish. We're not doing this. That's, that's respectable. Mm-hmm. Got to focus on the mm-hmm. task at hand. Yeah, don't make me. <laughs> a lot of, the effort needs to go southbound. Mm-hmm. I can't talk. <laughs> that creates a vacuum in my body. Then things won't leave. That won't leave. You know. Oh man, what's up? What's up with you, man? What's uh? How's your fat? Uh, the Reddit's got a lot of fashion coming in, a lot of fashion advice, a lot of music choices coming in there that oh, I nice. agree with. Yeah, I got to get back on there and look at that. I, I've I haven't checked Buddy, the they're, Reddit. They're, everybody's in there trying to help you. you no, I, get on there, right? I appreciate that. I've had a bunch of uh, you know stuff come in through the other channels this week, uh, a lot of suggestions and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. But I'll get on there and check all yeah. that out. Uh, it's it's coming along, man. I'm uh. I'm figuring it out. I, I'm kind of zeroing in on on what I want, fashion wise. You, you had sent me some choices. I think that's sharp looking, sharp looking suit that you sent me. Yeah, yeah. I found a nice blue tweed uh, three piece. Blue's suit. gonna look blue. Will look good on you, man. Yeah, we gotta figure out what color tie I want to go with that. But I found some cool boots. Some I don't, I don't even know how to describe those boots I sent you, but they're pretty rad. Wingtip kind of, boots. Yeah, kind of blue or, or brown wingtip boots, but with uh, like blue denim inlay. And uh, yeah, I know look sharp. I know that sounds weird, but uh, with the blue suit, it might work. But yeah, that's going good. Um, just just trying to stay busy. Had an encounter this morning. Had an odd encounter this morning with a completely naked man. Um. Glad head, the word odds in there. Yeah, yeah. Head head to toe, naked man, uh, at the corner of my block, just sitting on somebody's stoop, completely naked, and uh, yeah. I'm walking Charlie, and you know, I, I pick my battles. I try to pick and choose what I uh, get myself involved in, but I, I couldn't resist. I was just like, "Hey, man, you mind putting on some clothes?" 
And this is what he said. He said, huh? It's like, well, yeah. what do you think I'm talking about? Guess what I might be suggesting. But he was like, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, oh. say fully nude on a Monday morning. That's yeah. a mental health issue. Yeah, and I believe it was. And I, I wasn't too hostile or anything, but I was just like, dude, there's, there's, this is a residential area. There's kids. You got to put some clothes on. And then he just mumbled something and I walked away. But uh, yeah, it's my first uh, fully nude encounter in this neighborhood. So that's always nice. What would you say to full nudity as a, as a method of self defense? Oh, boy. <laughs> it, it's a pretty effective one. Like if you were about to fight somebody, like oh yeah, let's go, and they do the shirt thing, but mm-hmm. then the pants go too, and the underpants. I have. Uh, would would I've, you bow out of that fight? Well, it depends on the context. I've put it this way: in, in previous occupations, I have uh, tussled with more than a few completely naked people. So, but that was out of that was because that was your occupation. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm I'm trying to think of like passive defense measures no absolutely not I, I, unless it's like true self-defense now you know if a naked guy's kicking in my front door yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna tussle but but uh but like allow like a bar altercation like let's step outside and then i'm, I'm saying for myself because yeah. i'm not i'm wondering for myself what could i do if like oh this guy really wants to kick my ass he's pretty determined if i just went fully nude yeah no you, you'll probably like, all right uh, yeah he, Anybody with half uh, a brain's going to leave you be at that point. No, I, I'm not. Uh, you win. All right, you win. Just just get away from me. It's funny that the aggression of wanting to kick somebody's ass still won't override the homophobia of accidentally touching another dude's dink. Yeah. Like, well, I'll get... I will cut my hand open on your teeth, mm-hmm. but God forbid I, I, I brush against your peen. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem there is very quickly it could escalate to much more than just brushing up against a peen. And I just mean most fights usually wind up on the ground. Most fights turn into wrestling matches. And then, you know, then it's just got a whole new set of problems. And for me, I, don't, I sincerely don't think it's homophobia. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight with a woman who's naked. I mean, I wouldn't fight with a woman who's not. But I'm saying, even if there was a crazy... <laughs> Fully clothed woman? I'll kick the shit out of her. Even if there was, you know, a, a crazy drunk lady at a bar <laughs> who, who wanted to fight me and, and strip nude? No. Okay. Once, once you're nude, you win. I'll, I'll, I'll back off. I'm not that invested in this argument. I I'd go to the listeners. Would you fight a full? Because I'm just like I said for myself. Like I I either talk my way out of stuff mm-hmm. sometimes, but occasionally things escalate, and you're like, ah man, somebody wants to kick my ass. If somebody just getting fully nude in the face of that, mm-hmm. would that stop a fight? Passive de-escalation. It could. There was uh, I remember a few years ago. I know you don't follow combat sports or any sports that closely, but. Um, do you know who Conor McGregor is? Yeah. Yeah, big UFC star. Anyway, about three or four years ago, he had a big fight with uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr., who's a boxer, and it was kind of a novelty, oh, yeah. kind of a circus act, you know, an MMA guy fighting a, a boxer or whatever. But they had this big uh, press conference, or the weigh-in, 
uh, the day before the fight, they have a weigh-in to make sure you know the, the the fighters at the proper weight. So they strip down to their underwear, get on the scales or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the first guy does it, and then the second guy does it, and then they're both up there, and they have a little stare-down photo op thing. Yeah. Anyway, Conor McGregor <laughs> popped popped a boner right there in the stare-down. So they're they're eye to eye, jawing each other, and then out of nowhere, here comes this boner. And then I think the uh, I think Floyd Mayweather noticed it and started laughing, but uh, that was uh, that was an <laughs> inopportune time to get aroused. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it's a power move, dude. That seriously, I think won- that shows. I think that shows total control over the self. That's one of the main reasons I didn't want to wrestle in high school. Uh, just because you know you wear the little the the slinglets or whatever they call it, the little. little outfits and just not that i would get aroused from my opponent per se but you know teenage boys you know you get a you, you get a you get a boner looking that's at a russian Big Mac. roulette every 10 exactly, minutes exactly exactly and i was like man what are they i thought about light fixtures <laughs> boom hard on <laughs> yeah I, I just couldn't chance it just just getting a boner in the middle of a match no i remember hearing kids talk about how to wrestle a dude with a boner oh no and then they just gotta they just gotta tuck it up <laughs> They gotta tuck it up so it looks like a like a skinny pork chop just vacuum sealed. <laughs> oh no, thanks. It, it, so many occurrences of just like fucking stop. Yeah, stop with the boners. I'm just trying to exist. Mm-hmm. It's already hard. I'm a teenager. Everything's difficult. Yeah. And now I just got to tell my friends I want to sit down because my 15-year-old legs are tired. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got to slump over to hide this fucking uh, pants terrorist. Uh, they're the worst. What's the, that makes me look like a criminal every 20 minutes in the mall. <laughs> thank God. Thank God for the 90s and the big baggy pants. Yeah. Plenty of room to swim around in there. Yeah. Although maybe maybe worse. Maybe the tight jean era. Kind of pinned everything down. Yeah, maybe. So you could just look like you had a, like a big old like Robert Plant hog. I remember getting boners in like fourth grade, and there it wasn't even like embarrassment because I didn't quite understand all the sexual context to it. I just remember being like, "Neat." I used to, we used to call them totem poles. <laughs> hey, I got a totem pole. Look at that. And oh there was, yeah. There was like no shame or embarrassment because it was prepubescent. So it's just Even, like, I, what's going on here? I did that at a pizza parlor. First, mm. I shit my pants. So I had to throw out my underwear. And I was wearing shorts. And I was just wearing shorts. And I got a boner. And I was just standing around this pizza parlor with my family. I was like, look at this thing. <laughs> and I was like, Kyle. And then Shane got attached to it in that day. I know. I remember exactly where. I remember the pair of shorts. I think they had a little alien on them. I think they had a little UFO on the leg. And that's why I liked them. And shame got attached to that that oh, day. Mm. But how? What are they going to tell you? What's your parents going to tell you? One of these days, that thing you pee out of, it's going to be it, it's, it'll be weaponized. Yeah, and you should be embarrassed of it. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't know how to explain. I can't blame my parents. I wouldn't know how to explain that to my child. Yeah, yeah, they're they're tricky things, man. Yeah, I thought I was bouncing back after like shitting my pants. I'm like, pfft, still coming out of winter. Look at what this thing can do. Well, this is bad too. Wow, a horrible day at the pizza parlor. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Rarely do I say I have a horrible day at a pizza party. <laughs> it's usually a pretty great day, Dave. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the first time I understood the concept of an all-you-can-eat buffet? Was it a pizza parlor? We're still back to the food. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's one of the best memories I had. I was like five or six years old, and uh, there was this place in Marietta, Georgia, called the Pizza Inn. It was this little brick freestanding place, and uh, we'd go there every now and then. But uh, one Saturday afternoon... We all went. I was like five or six, and uh, my dad said he explained to me that this is a buffet, and this is all you can eat. Mm-hmm. And I just I didn't understand what he was trying to tell me. He's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Even at that age, I was like, how's that economically feasible? Like they're gonna lose." But just I was like, literally, I could just go back up to the bar as many times as I want. He's like, "Yeah," and it was uh, <laughs> my my life's never been the same since. Changed my life. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. I'm, I've told the story about my dad at all. You can eat crab legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not it's not about if you could. It's about if you should. Mm-hmm. And that concept gets lost, especially on the men at a buffet. Yeah. They should name it. I remember all- getting yelled at for eating the wrong thing. My mom would be like, <laughs> why are you getting French fries? <laughs> They've got steak because okay? I want French fries. You took me out to eat. I can have anything I want. It's all I can eat, not all you can eat. It's all I can eat. Yeah, I want French fries. Well, I always took it as a challenge. You know, all I can eat. All right, we'll see about that, motherfuckers. Let's yeah. go. They should should rephrase it somehow. All you care to eat, all you can eat, just sounds like a challenging me. And you I you can have all you can eat buffet, but just call it respect yourself. <laughs> and just see if that psychologically makes people eat less. Oh, it's it's all you can eat, but it's like cafe gratitude. Where the dishes <laughs> are called like you are loved. And you're like, maybe I don't need more sweet potatoes because I love myself and I don't need more yams right now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you, I, you know what I did yesterday? Not quite uh, Boogie Monster related, but a little bit. I, I did an escape room. No. In escape room yesterday with uh, Rachel's nephew's 16th birthday. Want to go to escape room? Nice. I, w- I was vehemently against escape rooms. I'll say that right now. Because mm-hmm. your sister's real big into those, isn't she? She's into all kinds of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. Um, I just I, I was I was trying to. I think I I took a stance based on comedy. I think me and Rory Scovel were having it out at a dinner once because he loves them. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I got to go toe to toe. Would worry about this one. But like, why? I just don't like the need for unnecessary challenges in life. As even start, I'm like, well, we, you know, you don't, the, the the best way to win an escape room is never enter the room in the first place. Yeah. You're already free. Uh-huh. But that's me thinking I've outsmarted the concept of escape rooms. Mm-hmm. Now, this one, it was okay, but it was more like math problems and puzzles. Like you unlock a safe and then you mm-hmm. get a, uh, oh, did I lose you? Hold on. Hold on, Dave. Yeah, I think I lost you for a second. You all right? There you, you are. Fall, did you fall down? No, no. I, I, something my, my computer reset itself, but it fucked with my ear pods. Ah. Um, so 
I was still talking though, so it's still recording. Sure. Uh, but it was like a lot of puzzles and anagrams and stuff like that. Whereas I went out, we were out with a pals last night. They were talking about escape room where it's like, no, you got to figure out, you got to ball up these socks to throw them in a hoop. So the hoop lowers to give you a key, that stuff, mm-hmm. mousetrap type of physical challenge, way more my speed. This okay. one was like codes with numbers, converting letters. And it was much more frustrating I took on a cheerleader role. I was just standing around saying, good job, everybody. I think you got it. But not as uh, not as upsetting as I thought it would be. I could see the enjoyment in them. How long did it take you to escape? Here's the thing. We had an hour. Everybody's working. I got a couple of the clues, but everybody's working pretty hard on it. And uh, there's a keypad to get out. And we're getting down to the keypad to figure everything out. We got two of the numbers on the keypad. Somebody else is shouting from another room some other random numbers. I just start mashing this keypad with the two numbers I know that work for it. Mm-hmm. 17 seconds left, the door opens. Wow. I, because I'm a, cons- you know, conspiracies, I'm like, I think they let us out in the nick of time so we could feel successful. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I hit the right numbers for this randomly just smashing stuff. I think they let us out to be like, oh, wasn't that exciting? And you made it. Do you want to sign up for another one right now? Because there's an incentive to sign up right afterwards. There's a discount. I'm like, that's where my mind went. I'm like, they're they're based on trickery here. What would have happened but if was, you didn't get out in 17 seconds? What would have happened in oh, 17 they, seconds? Oh, they they gas you. Yeah. They should do something. There should be some sort of passive uh, torture. Well, the guy who was was running it, he's like, the door will never, like, you can always get out. The door will never be locked because that's illegal. He's like, I have done some where they lock you in. I'm like, yeah, that's like a fire hazard. That's definitely a massive lawsuit. Send in in like a harmless animal. Send in a possum. Let it run around, scare you a little bit. That would be pretty fun. That is Mm -hmm. a pretty good idea. Yeah. It's like it's not really going to hurt you, but it's it's unpleasant. I could see how you might be frightened. But like, oh, shit. And then, you know, every every three minutes it elapses and you don't escape, they send in another, either another possum or another animal or maybe just, you know, an old <laughs> old stinky bowl of coleslaw. They just slide that in the corner. <laughs> just smell yeah. smell torture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, smell torture is pretty funny. Some sort of harmless incentive to get you the hell out of there. Like... I'm, my life's not in danger. I'm not going to be injured. But boy, this sucks. I got to go. Is that a level of torture? Is just bad smells? I mean, of course it should be right because that's. that's well, I mean, they they do the clockwork orange ultra violence thing where they hold your eyes open to look at terrible imagery, mm-hmm. but if they, if they hold you down, just fart right in your mouth. Yeah, I could see that being a form of torture. Like I'd give up some intel with the right stink. Really? Yeah. There's there's certain looking, smells I'm, I really hate. I'm looking at I'm looking up smell torture right now. Hmm. Let's see what we got. Torture methods. I don't know if I want to click on some of these websites. <laughs> white white torture. White torture. What is that? What is that? Uh, being forced to listen to Dave Matthews Band for 24 hours? <laughs> 24 minutes? <laughs> God, Dave Matthews Band is... Oof. I Even when that was popular, like, this is... 
Yeah. All the worst things. Yeah, I never got into him too much. I mean, some of his stuff was unavoidable, but... Uh... No, that's why I was, like, confused as to why I was... I'm like, who really... Um, methodology. Visually, the prisoner is deprived of all color. Their cell is completely white. The walls, floor, and ceiling, as well, their cl- as, well as their clothes and food. Neon tubes are positioned above the occupant in such a way that no shadows appear. Hmm. Auditorily, the cell is soundproof and void of any sound, voices, or social interactions. Guards stand in silence wearing padded shoes to avoid making any noise. Prisoners cannot hear anything but themselves. In terms of taste and smell, this is according to Wikipedia about white torture, the prisoner is fed white food. Dave, I think you can get through this, a little yeah. Alfredo dish. Yeah. Classically unseasoned rice. Ooh, could you? how long could you go on unseasoned rice? <sighs> yeah, that's, I mean. How about a little salt, guys? That goes with the theme. Mm-hmm. To deprive them of these senses. Further, all surfaces are smooth, robbing, robbing them of the sensation of touch. Detainees are often held for months or even years. The effects of white torture are well documented in a number of testimonials. Typically, prisoners will become depersonalized by losing personal identity for extended periods of isolation, causing hallucinations, even psychotic breaks. You ever think so, like one of these guards is like just strapping pads onto the bottom of their shoes? Like, can't we just hit them? <laughs> seems pretty elaborate. Can't we just smack him around a little bit? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be rough. Okay, so I guess uh, I'm still not seeing where there's the smell part, though. Hmm. Oh, some weird camp x-ray. Shit, man, I'm finding out about some stuff on this now. We might have some new topics. Okay, we'll save it. The okay, Camp X Ray looks pretty uh sad. So we're not gonna talk about that right now. No. We like this dumb scary stuff. Would you do escape rooms, Dave? I mean, yeah, they seem fun. Yeah. I've never done one, but I'm not a, I'm not opposed to them. I I think I'm more interested in uh what do you call where you can go and just break shit. That seems fun. Oh Is that a thing? Um, am I making that up in my yeah, head? Yeah, it's it's called uh Smash room? What do you call that? Uh, peaceful protesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you could be one of the people that ruins a peaceful protest by throwing shit through some Starbucks windows. Um, yeah, they have smash rooms. My sister's done that, too. She's done everything that's just like, oh, this just exists for fun and personal experience. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of which, I watched a movie that's kind of in that vein. The other day. Oh, I watched some crap um, the other night. Let's get into this. You ever seen The Hunt? It's a new... I'm sure there's other movies with that name, but uh, it's a newer one made last year. Uh, I don't think so. Last year. What is it, like a most dangerous Dude. game type of thing? Yes, very much like that. That premise, uh, it starts with like... Uh, there's a group of these... They, they paint them as like super left-wing liberal billionaires. And uh, what they do is they... Somebody in the group somehow finds... I, I think they, they find people online who they disagree with politically. Um, and then they round them up, and they drug them, and they take them somewhere, and, and then they're released. Basically, what do you call those, uh, like a, a hunting ranch, you know, where, where people go hunting, but it's in an enclosed area, so the animals have no fucking chance? Uh. I you know what I'm yeah, talking about yeah yeah like an enclosure or something 
Mm-hmm. Wildlife so it's basically a preserve that, or something. Well, not preserve. Yeah. You're killing them, but you're not preserving them. Yeah, the opposite. But basically that for humans. So they, these this group of billionaires, they, they, they got like eight or ten people that they've kidnapped, and they drop them off, you know, in this little fake town, and then they hunt them the whole time. And, uh, but it was, I mean, it's kind of a campy, slightly low-budget film, but, like, it was really fun. Yeah. A lot of great action, a lot of dark comedy, a lot of good jokes in there. Okay. And uh, I don't know who, the female lead is just great. It's somebody I didn't recognize, I don't know her name, but uh, this blonde lady, just just real uh, badass, like, um, kind of a well, you got, female Jason Bourne type. You got a Hillary Swank in there. She's in there. She's one of the billionaires. The dude Ethan from uh, Always Sunny Ethan is in there. Simply. Sturgill mm-hmm. Simpson. Oh, you in know who Sturgill? I was about to say Sturgill's in it. He plays like a vanilla ice type. <laughs> he plays like this total like white gangster type dude. So that was fun to see him in such a, a different role. Well, this than, looks you know, like yeah, this looks persona. like it could be kind of fun. It was a lot of fun. Like Baron Holtz, it was, he's it was funny. A, it was really good. It was kind of, um, and then like, you know, the whole town's in on it. Like they, they, they think they've escaped and they find a gas station, come to find out the owners of the gas station are also in on it. And kind of a demented Truman show meets, you know, the most dangerous game, but really a fun, dumb little movie. All right. Enjoy the sh- enjoy that. And then I watched another uh, a show called Dr. Death. Have you heard about Dr. Death? Was that... Um, I, it kept popping up on stuff, and I did not watch, but it kept coming up as recommended. I was like, oh, one of those, like, ah, maybe I'll watch this tonight. Maybe I'll watch this tonight. Great story. Um, not necessarily great execution or acting, but uh, based on a true story, uh, happened about 10 years ago. This dude, this surgeon in Dallas, um, I, I don't want to give away any spoilers or any motive but it's basically just this surgeon who just he's a he's a spinal surgeon and whether intentional or unintentional just just a string of victims in his wake just just so many patients that he just fucks up but the thing it's a good I'm story. bad at my job so sue uh, me <laughs> and it's uh but oh it's some of the worst um like I guess this would fall under costume design. I don't know, but the main character is played by uh, what's his name, Joshua Jackson. He was in. Uh, I only know him from uh, Dawson's oh, Creek. Oh yeah, twenty twenty years ago. But so get this. Now this isn't really a spoiler, but they okay. So it's you know it's about his story and, and his professional life <laughs> and everything that happens with him being a surgeon. So it takes takes place over the course of you know ten or fifteen years. And then towards the very end of the story, he's kind of let himself go, and he's put on mm. a few pounds. I guess the real guy actually, you know, once he got into trouble or whatever, he, you know, his life kind of spiraled out of control. He packed on some pounds. So they, the prosthetics, they put on this, like, fake fat chin, f- fake fat neck and face and chin, and it's the dumbest thing I've seen in years <laughs> in a movie. Like it looks, it's distracting. It, he almost looks like Mike Myers, fat bastard, or something from the what the Michael Keaton Batman when when I think Pacino was playing a character. All these just weird facial prosthetics, but it is distractingly bad. And my point is, it's not like this is a biopic 
on Marlon Brando where we need to see the skinny version and then the fat version. Like, yeah, I get that the real guy put on some weight when his life went down the toilet, but that's not really the, the point of the story. So you could, we could just have his normal face and maybe put a little fat suit on his belly or something. I mean, he, it was so distracting. I can't find pictures of it. It's awful. Like it just, it took me right out of the, the show, but I mean, the story's interesting. But man, so, it had a real low budget yeah. lifetime movie. Those can go. Those can take you totally out of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was cartoonishly bad, and I don't think that guy's much of an actor to begin with. Yeah, so you just right got this him. kind of rigid, one dimensional actor with this distractingly bad makeup, prosthetic shit going on. But other than that, it was a good show. I'll tell you that I watched uh, some real, oof, some real, y- you some get real yikes. I watched uh, the resort. What's that? Something on Hulu. <clears throat> it was a, it was a horror movie, but it was an old, it was only an hour and fifteen minutes long. And I was like, oh, I okay. love it when you even know that you're a bad movie. Yeah, and you're like an hour fifteen minutes. Trust me, it'll feel like three. It was just. It was like the. It's insulting to what doesn't get made. Mm-hmm. In showbiz, <laughs> as a side note, Sarah Schaefer put this really funny thing up on Twitter. This video, like how to get how to sell your TV show in three easy steps, and it's broken down. And it's like a hundred steps of like frustrating disappointment, and <laughs> how focus groups like nope, some asshole in Houston might not like your TV show, so it doesn't get made, even though you spent three yep. years in the development process. And I pinpointed exactly to what level the Boogie Monster show got to. It's like. And then you'll get all the way to where it's approved and they're going to make it. Except then a network executive might quit and a new one comes in and goes, well, I didn't give this the green light and I don't want anything that I didn't green light because I think it's icky. And that's what happened to the Boogie Monster. So that was two years of our life. And uh, one person (laughs) way up the food chain was like, well, this isn't what I said I liked. So uh, scrap it all. And uh, man, I think that was the final nail in the coffin for me to like I just want to be a stand up mm-hmm. like wh- like Boogie Mountain and I thought it was fun it, the, the, full distraction from what I was trying to say here about the movie The Resort uh, mm-hmm. it's a girl's like I'm into spooky stuff and there's a Honda Resort in Hawaii well all my friends surprise me with a trip to Hawaii and oh that's great and maybe we could visit the island oh surprise we got there's this like pri- like hidden island with a hidden resort that's going to be haunted we got you a ride there like just no, no foundation for just rich college kids to spring for Hawaii trips and all right yeah. we'll go and they and it's just boring for an hour an hour and 15 minute movie and an hour of it Fuck all happens other than hot people wandering around. And then they, I think they realize like, oh, wait, we're making a scary movie. And they just put like eight more dollars into the special effects. And it got kind of hilarious. <laughs> but I was also so stoned and laughing at how bad it was. 
that when they finally decided <laughs> to like rip somebody's face off, I was like, oh, thank God. I was like popping a zit. It was like a relief. Like, all yeah. right, garbage. That's made. That's out there. Mm. Then I watched um, Spree, which was I don't know that kind one. of a more interesting. Taves is the dude who tries very relatively the guy who tries to go viral. Uh, not like uh, I didn't realize that the there's a shooting in the movie The Purge the other week. I didn't realize that. I don't know if you heard about that, Dave. Oh, the, a real shooting at the movie a theater? A real shooting at the movie theater, and the guy killed like oh, a TikTok no. star or something. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't oh, realize no, I didn't that. that. Yeah, I found out that information last night. Rachel was telling me about that's what happened. This is after I'd watched this movie called Spree, which I think was also on Hulu, and it's about a guy. He's trying to go viral. He's trying to do all he has. like had a YouTube channel for years, just doesn't have the right... That, like you know, you just see him like unboxing shoes, or I'm gonna try and eat this food and all this stuff. And finally, his mm-hmm. final trick to go viral is he's gonna kill his pass. He's like a Lyft driver, and he's gonna kill his passengers. Mm-hmm. And it had Sashir Zamata in it. It had uh, Kyle Mooney in it. So they're like SNL people, oh, right? And so yeah. it was a little bit more of a tongue in cheek thing. Still, was it wasn't mm-hmm. great, but it was like. An interesting take on modern times. Huh. So that was, uh, I watched that. But as we were going to talk about, I've been watching Manifest, which is somewat of a Boogie Monster related (laughs) idea. But Great idea. (sighs) Yikes. I I watched 30 minutes of of the pilot episode and got, I think I fell asleep. It's, oof. I've, I'm now I'm glued to it because once I start binging, I'm like I've I'm go like real cut off the nose to spite the face. Like no, I will see this mm-hmm. through. Yeah, how many episodes? Like you're you're gonna have to stop letting me watch this show. It's got two seasons. I'm already pissed. I'm like on episode eight. I'm like God, this sucks. And now I got to watch two seasons of it. I love the premise. But for people that it know, just, it's, it had a real yeah. This plane, there's these family, this families, this plane leaves Jamaica. And it somehow disappears for five years. The people on the plane don't realize this. They land in their destination. When they land, they find out that five years has passed since they departed. Hmm. Everybody in their lives thought they died, had moved on. So these people now have to readjust to life with people thinking that they were gone for five years. And they have psychic powers. And Mm -hmm. there's Dawson's Creek emotional montages at the end of every episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuck man i keep it's one of those i keep watching it thinking like ah, it'll turn a corner i know it won't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway so you started it and you made it about a half hour good for you get away while you can yeah yeah should i is it not worth getting back into no it's not worth starting no i'm okay. in it now i'm in it for the sake of everybody yeah. <laughs> i'll do this so you don't have to and it's yeah, I, and I'm trying to be a little bit more, like, not just. It's so easy to just shit on stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, but I, so much shit. You know is what it terrible. is? I think it's because I'm watching on Netflix, and for a minute, like, oh, a Netflix series. This is going to be salty. This is going to be something gritty and good. And I realize I'm watching like a like a CBS family show. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's where I'm like having misconceptions. Like, oh, I thought this was gonna be like a cool, you know, some gritty, dirty, some interesting. Like, no, this is like a this is a prime. This is a Wednesday night TV show for people that are sixty years old. Yeah, it's somehow on Netflix, but because mm-hmm. Netflix is they'll, they'll just put anything out there now. There's not it's not really a real stamp of like quality. Yeah, what is that? I, I feel like when Netflix first started, you know, a few years ago, they had higher standards. Now there's just some real slop on. And there. they got you. Everybody's, the everybody's on there. They don't have to get you with anything now. Yeah. They just got to keep you. Yeah. Hmm. They got you in. Now they now they're letting themselves go a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, should we get into a topic? I mean, we we missed. Or should we wait? Let's not. We got to we got to backlog some episodes because Dave, you're traveling That's this true. month. I'm traveling this month. Yeah. Um, we yeah. Uh, I want to make this clear. We're we're well aware we haven't done a topic in a, in a few weeks. That's not necessarily uh, our intention. We're not necessarily shifting the format of the program. We just uh, we get long winded. So we'll get back into it soon. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there for y'all. I know some some folks and and people. I, I do read the Reddit, whether or not I respond all the time. There's been some good suggestions in there. Mm-hmm. Just about everything. I just I dig the Reddit. I think it's a good positive place. I think it's cool. good vibes. The, and I don't. I feel like people like are afraid to criticize because I'm always like, you don't like it, get the fuck out. Criticism's fine. Sure. You just don't have to be a jerk when you criticize things. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be a dick. Yeah. But, you know. But when people just want to be like, oh, I do like it when they got to topics. That's all right. You can, that's all right mm-hmm. to say that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. We, and we get it. That was the whole intention of doing the show was kind discussing of, weird kind of, topics. Kind of running out of lighthearted stuff. And then we get into the, mm-hmm. start reading about, what's the thing I hear? Camp X-Ray, which is an interesting topic. It's uh, what I got to before looking at like, the white torture thing, and now it's got pictures of detainees in Guantanamo Bay where they got, like, goggles and earmuffs and mittens on their hands. It's the sensory deprivation shit. I'm like, this is heavy, man. I don't want to I want to mm-hmm. be do fun stuff. <laughs> I want to talk about war crimes, serious yeah. serial killers. I don't, I think, I think we can move past the lighthearted, uh, foray into serial killers mm-hmm. the jovial look at mass murders anyway mm. there's my two cents but yeah we uh yeah we're both uh traveling the next few weeks i'm going to vegas next week taking uh katie there for her birthday where are you going where are you staying what are you doing what are you gonna eat Doing uh, old Vegas, doing Fremont Street. I, nice. I got us a spot at the Golden Nugget. Ooh, they got just to mix it they up. They got the swimming pool. You can go. The water slide goes through a shark tank. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That looks pretty cool. So usually, you know, we try to do the uh, the glamorous. Uh, we, we stay at the Venetian. We've stayed at the, the Bellagio, and that's fun. But I thought, yeah, let's let's mix it up. Let's go uh, to the old part of town and check out that old Golden Nugget. All, all Katie wants to do is just sit. Uh, in in front of a slot machine with a virgin daiquiri for about six hours. But She's just absolutely obsessed with slot that machines. That downtown, there's like every corner has different type of tribute bands, like 70s, 80s glam rock. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. You can go to the, you love mob stuff. They got the mob museum down mm-hmm. there. 
Yeah, I've been meaning to check. That's that kind out. of a fun thing to walk around. I I don't I don't mind that downtown. You got Atomic Liquors not mm-hmm. far from there. Good mm-hmm. bar to hang out at. Got the uh, what is it? The Cardiac Cafe. Is that like down that, that way too? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Where like uh, any anybody over three fifty eats free. So uh, yeah, one of those sign a waiver things. Yeah, but they weigh you like in front of the restaurant too. <laughs> But yeah, so it'll be, you know, it'll be goofy and silly, but uh going to take a few days off, do that. I know you got some travel coming up. So yeah, unclear on what the uh, next few weeks uh, are going to look like in terms of uh, churning out episodes, but we'll do our best. We'll try to get a few out there. They're coming, everybody. Be cool. Oh, you know, I'm going this Friday. I'm going to see Tesla. Really? Tesla's playing at a casino about an hour away. And... uh Listen, I'm not getting my hopes up for uh, the band that's the uh, 30 years after the fact, mm-hmm. 35 years after their heyday, but uh, I'll go do that. I'm going to go see Tesla. What were some of their hits? I, I, I know Tesla. I know they're grouped into all those uh, those 80s acts, but I, I can't remember. They were, they were a little more. They were a little more based in reality. Uh, really? Love Song was their ballad. That was the big hit. But, uh-huh. uh, man, you want to hear just a rockin' tune, play Coming At You Live off the Mechanical oh, yeah? Resonance album. That okay. song, it'll kick your tits off, man. They had that one song, I remember. Uh, cowboy? Modern, 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 day, day, modern cowboy day Cowboy, cowboy yeah. Yeah, okay, that great, was it. Great radio. That uh, shit, Controversy. Mm-hmm. A, a, a rock band in the 80s that was giving a nod to Nikola Tesla early on. Yeah. Everybody else was called like fucking Wang Stanglers and the fucking Billy Bob <laughs> Suck My Balls boys. And they're like, well, we're going to give a nod to the Nikola Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Highbrow cock rock. A little bit. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like so it. I'm going to go see that. Well, that ought to be fun. Yeah, old that Sean Patton. Shit, I'll promote Sean Patton's going to be in Portland this weekend recording his album Saturday Night at Helium. I'm going to go to check that out. I haven't seen go a, to that. I have not seen a Sean Patton set in a long time, and I feel like that's like that's like church going to see Sean Patton do stand-up. So I'm going to be hanging out with him as this I, week. As I refer to him, Comedy Godzilla. He just, just destroys towns everywhere he goes like that dude it's one of my favorites it's so much fun to watch him say something and watch a whole audience pull back mm-hmm. and not in a bill burr way of like oh i'm saying an edgy thing but then the jokes will be funny enough it's like he'll say an edgy thing but then bring it back around sean brings it back around to like an emotional wholesomeness mm-hmm. that's like that's even more impressive Mm-hmm. They're like, don't feel bad for what we're laughing at right now. I'm going to tell you why this is okay. And then you're like, it was okay. So, He's so damn funny. Yeah, I'm, I'll just promote Sean Patton's gig it's at Helium this weekend. I'm going to go see him. I'm going to go down to um, Eugene to hang out with him Wednesday. I'm going to see him Saturday. And yeah, man, I'll be in Burlington, Vermont, back at the Burlington Comedy Club. Beginning mm-hmm. of September, they're reopening. Hopefully, 
Get your microchips. <laughs> that video, that clip you posted this week about <laughs> where you've got the uh, legal pad. Oh he yeah, said, I look like I'm def- I look like I'm defending myself in court. <laughs> yeah, I had a whole a whole fake bit about like if there's runoff from a fish hatchery. That that should be my legal right. If I own that Creekside property, I can do what I want with that runoff, with that fish hatchery runoff. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was fun. That's a good one, buddy. Yeah, I put that one up this morning. So we getting out. We getting back out there, man. Hell yeah, dude. What about you? We got any yeah, shows? My, What's going on? <laughs> did my first show Saturday back. Uh, man. It went better than I thought it would. Yeah. I thought I'd just get up there and start speaking a different language or something. I just felt so rusty and out of it. And, uh, yeah, had fun. Did 25 minutes and uh, did a bunch of new stuff and remembered a few old bits. Where were you Just uh, trying to uh, shake the rust off. A really cool backyard show here in Long Beach. It's a monthly called the Wrigley Comedy Chew. Oh, you know, uh, they tried to get me down there for that. I was never able to make it, so I was glad to hear it's, it's a good a, show. It's a f- Fun show. Shout out to Reza and Steve who run that place. Yeah. Uh, just a cool, just a cool little backyard show. Uh, got a nice little stage set up. Got chairs. Um, but yeah, fun, fun monthly show. I believe it's the. I guess it would be the last Saturday of every month. So uh, you know, if you're in the Southern California area, on the last Saturday of a month, check out the Wrigley Comedy Chew. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. I, I had a, had a good time and uh, trying to. Um, just reunite with comedy. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a, a girl I haven't seen in a long time, you know. And now it's like, hey, well, that's a bad analogy since I'm getting married, but you know, it just feels like a lost love. And now we're we're reuniting, so that's I'm excited. Yeah, man, it feels good to get back. Mm-hmm. Good to get, get back, back out that there, buddy. business. Well, cool, buddy. Um, yeah, I promise we're gonna get back to topic soon. I don't know why we both have just been uh, diarrhea of the mouth the last several weeks, but you know what I seriously think it is? Uh, you know, we we don't, because of the distance between us, we don't get to hang out anymore in person. Yeah. So this is our, our chance it's our chance to catch up. We shit talk so. before we hit record. Mm-hmm. Got no need to put that in the world. We get it out, but no need to put that in the world. Yeah. There's enough, uh, no. there's enough of those shows. There's mm-hmm. enough of... Uh, uh, Divisive comedians who uh, have all the answers. Yeah. Ugh. If, you, if you're looking for all the answers, go go to some other podcasts. Yeah. If you want more questions than the answers, Boogie Monsters got your back. If you want to leave, <laughs> if you want to leave confused, stop on by the Boogie Monster. That's what we're here. Well, for. they talk about this week on their super. Natural podcast. Ah, boners and pizza parlors. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, buddy, uh, have a great week. I'm, I, I'm glad you're feeling a little better. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, hate to hate to hear when you're bedridden and, and at the mercy of this stupid gout, but uh, you keep your chin up. I'm, I'm good. I'm doing all right now, so. Well, good. Well, all right, man. We'll uh, keep it between the ditches. Uh, yeah, may, we might have one next week. We might not. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, we'll, we'll let you know on the social medias what's up. But, uh, yeah, the next few weeks might be a little iffy. But, uh, yeah, such is life. Yeah, dog, we got you. We got y'all. <laughs> All right, buddy. Take it easy. Right, the Boogie Monster. Oh, 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 oh,
Star Fans Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.